Welcome to... Excuse me, I'm recording here. <laughs> Excuse me. Alright, welcome to Nerdy Board in Almost 30. I'm well past 30. This is Mowgli, and we've got... Sarah. And do you want to... I'm see? Jess. And Jess is here. <laughs> uh, there's many Excuse Jesses us. on this uh, on this podcast. Planet. Yeah, Planet. Well, that's... Uh, especially if you are born in the 80s or 90s. But uh, yeah, so we got Jess hanging out. And uh, we were talking earlier about gender roles and their usefulness in society, whether or not they're like a positive effect to have people kind of like anchor to an identity or whether or not um, they're restrictive and we would benefit from doing away with them or at least redefining them. Did that sum up our conversation earlier, Jess? That's it. Okay, cool. (laughs) Jess also tried uh, California weed for the first time today, so she's a little... She's having a good time. She's having a great time. (laughs) We're going to have very deep thoughts tonight. (laughs) So, Jess, you were talking about your position where you were saying, like, you're talking about having a baseline for gender. Mm -hmm. Could you re-describe, like, why that was important or why you think that's a necessary thing? Jess is uh, laughing right now. Oh, fuck. Do you remember what I said? I wasn't there, so no. Okay, well, like, you you described a fear of, like, oh, if we change gender roles, like, isn't that scary? Like, what scares you about it? <clears throat> oh, well, I was, like, comparing it to political liber- liberalism, right? And how progression, like, if we progress too quickly... Like, what are we comparing it to? And, like, it's an unknown future, right? But isn't the future, by definition, unknown? Yeah, but, like, sometimes you can... You have a better grasp on things, like, if there's... You know, history repeats itself, right? So, if it's a completely new concept, collection of concepts, then... It's harder to guess. It's harder to feel sure. But what, why is that bad? could go many ways, and sometimes uncertainty is scary. What's, like, the worst-case scenario for you if, like, gender roles go away? Like, what's that, like, what's the negative outcome that you, that you see happening in the world that would be um, avoidable by, like... I don't know if I care about this personally, but I feel like population might go down a lot. Or We're already seeing that in the West, right? Is population going down a bad thing? Isn't that army, like, already overpopulated and straining out resources? Well, it's it's certain countries are way overpopulated, and certain countries like Japan, the birth rate is falling so low it's becoming a concern. Yeah, but I don't think in Japan it's because of redefined gender roles. I think they've they've got pretty rigid gender roles, at least from what I understand, so that's not why they're... Well, it's like yes and no. Some of the gender roles are still there, like the old-fashioned gender roles of, like, traditional hyper-feminism and masculism, but the job force is, is changing, so you still have those gender roles, but, like, how do they, how are they addressed in the job force? Is your, is your argument, then, that, like, be, because women have entered the workforce That could be mass? one of, the, that could be a factor of, like, that's one of the factors in gender roles, and, like, how we define gender. Yeah, but is, like, is your concern that because women are in the workplace, they're no longer having babies? <clears throat> And that, that's, like, because they've been, like, liberated from their, like, homemaker role. Now, if we were to do that and 
like the West in quotes, um, like we would have a population decline because women are no longer like beholden to this role? Well, the thing is, like we, it's already come to the West. So like, what are you saying? That's a concern. It's already happening in the West. We have women in the workforce that are there and like working long hours, lots, like maternity leave isn't great. And that's like less of a gender roles issue than like a class issue. Because it happened in conjunction where like women were joining the workforce, but wages at the same time weren't growing. So like, it correlates with the need for a double income household. Mm. Yeah, like I would, I would make the case that like, if companies, corporations globally, or even just in the West, had very generous um, maternity leave and paternity leave packages, that would be a great way to increase. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if gender roles are there or not. Because mm-hmm. you. What do you mean it doesn't matter if they're there or not? It it does impact the paternity or maternity leave. No, not if it's, not if, like, in the Netherlands, it doesn't matter which parent takes well, the leave. Well, okay, that's a new argument then, too, because it's, like, what do you think about the paternity and maternity leave, and, like, is paternity leave even important? Like, how much... Why splice it up? Why don't have, like, parental leave? Paternity leave is super important. Do you think so? Oh, we have the term <coughs> daddy issues. Paternity leave is important. I think that having a... But paternity but, leave is only extended to, like, the first part of the child's life. So it's not like, oh, the dad's here and their BFFs for, like, all 20 years of the yeah, child. Yeah, but even just having, like, several weeks at the beginning. That bond. bonding between them? I mean, I, I don't think there's, like, no studies I have to back it up, but I would think mm. that that would persuade more men to, like, not go back to work. I know that after maternity leave... People at my work, women at my work, have just not come back. Mm. Then that wasn't their plan. They were planning to come back. Mm-hmm. And I don't see why it would be different. Oh, that's actually leave. true. That's actually true. Because my uncle, who's like a workaholic corporate guy, you know, your typical workaholic corporate guy, you wouldn't expect him to be a family man. He tried he, it out? Yeah, he's spending, he's. He hasn't quit his job, but he's, like, reduced his work time to, like, half. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's important for kids. I think, I see, like, I But think then what are we going to have? We're going to have no one working? Good. But, but like, <laughs> hold on a sec. One, why is that a problem? Two, like, you're making, that's a slippery slope argument. You're saying, like, now no one's going to work? Like, of course people are going to work. Some people do love working and having a place in society, contributing. Yeah, we're just no, saying, saying that, like, how does like how does a child come into factor though? Because you were saying, oh, well, it's great because now the father wants to quit. I was like, so if the well, mom quits, dad. I think you're changing. Is everything uh, just as important? She didn't say yes because the father wants to quit. She said yes because the father will have time to bond with the child and have quality time with them, leading to a better quality of life for like everyone in society if their dad can spend time with them when they're young. No, we need paternity leave. And we need maternity leave. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think you need but to I think we need, the two. No, I think we need a longer maternity leave. I think... I, okay, no, I just well, ultimatum, no, ultimatum. Pregnant. You should be able to leave while you're pregnant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, like, but I'm talking about... So I think of, like, paternity and maternity leave as things that happen when the child is born. Okay. 
So well, that is the definition, right? Yeah, that's how it works it's in one. the corporate world, right? Okay. Like you take the day off because like, oh shit, it's coming out of me, and then you're on maternity leave. So what I'm saying is like, why we split it by genders? Like that's stupid. If the mother wants to be back at work two weeks later, but the father wants to stay home and take care of it, that's totally cool with me. The fact that we even have a distinction of like paternity and maternity leave, which a lot of corporations are getting rid of, mm-hmm. it's just called like parental leave. Yeah. Um, Shit. No, but does that does that mean? Are you saying that like, does parental extend to the couple as in let's say you know wife wife? So in one country that I've lived in, it was like child. you get three years of parental leave. The mother can take it all. Three years. Three the years. father can take it all. Yeah, because that's when, like, preschool starts. The father can take it all, or the mother can take a year and a half, or the father can take a year and a half, or the mother can take a year, and the father can that's take a That's a long years. time. Three years? It seems so nice and adequate, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> what is it here in the States? Insufficient. That's, oh, like, six weeks. Yeah, but, like, yeah. What, what's the number? Well, six the Bill weeks. and Melinda Gates Foundation. So, in, in America, you have a child, which took you nine months to, you know, get in there, get going... You pop it out, and they give you six weeks to take care of a human child, and then they expect you full-time back at work. Oh, yeah. That's America. Like, that's just your average time in America. And it costs, that's, like, well, $10,000 to give birth. That's the legal... That's... Right, and you have to pay for the child to give birth to it? Yeah, if you don't have insurance. Yeah. Like, you know, like, adopting a puppy, you have to... <laughs> or else they'll just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> no, or else you'll go into debt because of your medical bill. So, yeah, are that's cool. Giving birth is free where I'm from. <laughs> like in most countries, I think. Yeah. You just kind of just pop it out because what else are you going to do? Shove it back in if you can't get that 10 grand out. You just better have insurance here. Well, that's why, like, the pro life debate here is kind of different than it is in other places because it's, like, actually economically wrecking people. If they're not allowed to abort and they're stuck with it. Yeah. They're fucked from the get-go. Oh, yeah. another thing. We have free abortions. You can get the pill. And you're speaking from experience, huh? Things shoved up there, you know? The just that I am. <laughs> it's only natural. Yeah. Um, it seems so nice and civilized. Absolutely. Okay, I don't want to create sentient life. I don't think I'm ready yet. Oh, this has nothing to do with anyone except me and my doctor. It doesn't cost anything because I'm a human person and we can afford healthcare for everyone. Yeah. We're also really polite up there, you know? We usually, guys ask, <laughs> please, can I send a nude? I'm sorry, what? you know? <laughs> please, can I send a nude? Oh. And I, and I case, issue in, in case, America is in if case, they ask, can I send a nude? <laughs> well, at least they say, please. <laughs> Um, we got a couple too many nudes. We got a story at the end. It's nice. So, I mean, like, we got on this track of, like, parental leave because we were talking about, like, eliminating gender roles, but I don't see them as related. Um. Like, if, if, a, if a gay couple adopts a baby, should they also get parental leave? Yeah. Yes. Who the fuck is going to take care of, like, Then, then why are we even talking? Leaving on the so floor, my like, point, My point is just then like that parental family. leave shouldn't be rooted in gender or sex. Because if... The, here's can... another thing, though, another level to it is... <sighs> just say it. <laughs> fuck. Just say it. The mother should be raising the child in the beginning. That is such an important thing to get that level of, like, oxytocin. Hold on a sec. What... Hold on a sec. Yes. 
should we, in law, dictate what two parents decide to do with their kid if it's not harming the kid? Like, I think, and that's what I'm saying, I don't have all the evidence to pull up right now, but I'm saying, should they dictate, we know scientifically certain things are very harmful to children or certain things aren't. For example, we're finding out now that C-sections aren't a good idea. Should the mother dictate, like, then that, like, well, now they know and a lot of women are not doing C-sections anymore, but, like, it's a fact that we know babies are a lot healthier if they're vaginally delivered so is that harmful then giving make like if i was a kid i would have asked my mom to give birth to me vaginally because now i have all these health issues that they're tracing back which is a new generation since they it's gotten more popular c-sections uh-huh, yeah, so that's what i'm yeah well no seriously i'm saying that there's a lot of things that like but that's, that's it's a moral argument versus like practicality of like there's things that harm our health. But you're talking about like the oxytocin release so, during like uh That happens during birth. And well yeah, we're saying we're not saying men should be giving birth. Like No one should be giving birth. No, you're saying like what well, happened to giving birth itself is immoral. You don't consent you're to saying, being alive anyway. So yeah. like all the issues that come along with it. The issue to being born. Like, it's impossible to consent. Yeah. So you just shouldn't do it. I want to go back to something that you said, which you were okay. talking about the oxytocin being released, and that's yeah. why the woman should be the one in the beginning of childcare. Yeah. And, like, that's why she should be the one that gets more parental time. What mm-hmm. I would say is, like, it's up to the parents, and also there's plenty of women who don't breastfeed their kids. And that's not great either for their mom. Yeah, but we shouldn't, like, mandate that they have to do that. That's not, that's, like, really weird no. to... I didn't, I didn't know. Don't put, like, I didn't say... No, I'm not saying you did, but the implication of what you're saying yeah, is that I'm because women... that it would be... If but you're saying that every woman breastfeeds. I, it's healthier for your every child. good woman breastfeeds. Yeah. You're, like, putting a moral judgment on what women should do. Because it's a child's health. Like, are we gonna, like, take just... Like, it's kind of selfish, you know? Like, But some children don't latch. Like, some children... Like, the mother can... You should try. They can try, but some children don't. It's and then the if they fact. don't, if they don't, then okay. Then, okay. but why are you the one deciding that? Why are you, as a society, deciding that for a parent? Like, I'm a huge proponent of breastfeeding. I don't know what what the argument is right here. Oh, her yeah. argument is that women should be the ones <laughs> with like the maternal leave, and it yeah. should be More legislated. Wait a sec. Wait a sec. Let me finish. Okay. That it should be legislated that way. I'm saying the parents should decide whatever's best for them. So if the woman decides in two weeks she wants to go back to her job, she should be able to do that, and the man can stay home. She can pump her breast milk, and then the man can have, or the father, the other. But she's talking about, like, the the release when you're, like, nipple feeding. Yeah, it's different. And there's a lot of... It's not release when you pet your dog, and your dog gets it, too. It's not about that. No, it's not about that. And that is just one fact. But my point is, that's a really, like, that's a specific case that's not true for everybody, and you're talking about making legislation based on it. And I'm saying... We're fine to... Okay. Okay, you're, you keep going on about the oxytocin and that specific thing. Uh-huh. It's factual that we know now, like scientifically, we know now that there's certain developmental disorders that are caused and like disturbances and stress tolerance, like the, the stress threshold for how much people can handle uh-huh. as an adult and thus or straight, you know, as from there, um, is linked back to early childhood and how we bonded with our mother and i'm not just talking about like psychosocial shit i'm talking about like the 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 chemicals behind it 
and how our brain formed because of that attachment physiologically with our mothers. Well, just and a lot that. Of, well, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's really important. I'm saying that parents should have the choice to do what they want with their paternal leave and that we shouldn't, we shouldn't mandate paternal leave on the basis of sex. Okay. No, I... Th- yeah. So, like, yes, that would be the best option. That's an issue of education, whether or not the parents have the means or the, like, the insight yeah. to choose that. But ultimately, if we live in a free, democratic society, it should be the parents' choice. And at the end of the day, it is. We can't hold, like, a gun to people and make them raise children the way we well, want. Well, it isn't raised. if you say That's that women I mean. get X amount of time and men get the other amount of time. Like, you have to be egalitarian about it. They should be able to split up their time how they want. However they want. Yeah. I think that'd be best. Like, yeah, I, I think breastfeeding is great. I'm a huge proponent for it. But what if her job pays more and she's the one who's like the breadwinner and she wants to go? But then it's just about money. Is like that's what I hear there. It's about. But why? Is, it's about but why is that your Providing choice? for your family, like they should still just like split up the time, whatever works best for their family and, like, ultimately for their child. Is, like, being breastfed by your mother going to be more important than, like, being fed fed with real food as a parent and, like, having rent? Well, that's yeah. that's an extreme. Are you saying then because, like, the woman is taking time off now, like, is... Like, that's a... That, oh. Those are specific cases. Well, and I agree... Extreme. Listen, I agree with you that time like there used to be paternity leave and maternity leave and all that but i still hold to the idea that women should have more maternity leave off and it should be more encouraged and i'm saying that like why don't you just let the parents choose what they want because i think they're going to they're going to yeah we like so we're why letting you- them but i'm saying that it should be encouraged like i think it should be automatically there that the woman has that do you mean encouraged by like legally socially? giving them more or just by educating them? Both, those are different by things. educating them. Because if, like, if, if, if they had the paternity leave and they didn't know even what all this, the educa- like the science behind this, some of them might just say, oh, cool, I got maternity leave. Yeah, but now, now like two I mean, gay dads get less time because of this law. If they, get, if they adopt a new Okay, well child. then that's where you add another like layer onto this law. And but then why shouldn't, like, two, why shouldn't a straight dad that's unemployed... Or that that has a lesser employment than his wife have the same option as like one of the gay guys. Like you're creating like you're 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 forcing because people to make choices that they should be making and that we as a society shouldn't make for them. That's like what freedom is versus legislating other people's families. Yeah, but it's it's kind of different when you're bringing people into the world. You know, like I'm not saying to about like like I said like it should be. In- that the woman and like you should have more option the way i understand your case is like we should legislate that women have more time so that it is encouraged not we should give them x amount of time to divide however much they want and educate them on the benefits of why women should be the ones to take more time and there is a difference there One still gives the power to the individuals or the couple to make the decision that they feel is best for them, whether it's economic or health, like whatever they feel is best for them, they can decide. And the other is saying like, well, because you're a woman, we'll give you more time because as a society, we feel you should do that. And in this way, we, we encourage you to take that time. 
Okay, so should we just say what? 50-50 then? No, say here's X amount of time. You guys divide it however you want as a couple. Mm-hmm. No, I still think it should be 50-50. They have then to. That's why? It's like mandated. But why do we have to make it equal? Like, because why don't we let the mother needs to be there? That is my opinion, and I think. But you're like just you're making decisions for families that aren't your family. That's like really weird to me that you want that much control over somebody else's like life. No, I want them to have. I want them both to have the time off, and I want them both to be there, particularly the mother, because that is the best oh. success. So do you think that like? Okay, so instead of having a pool of time that they split however they want, mm-hmm. they both get mandatory, like, three years, let's say. Yeah. Or they, they can both, both take up to three years. They both have to be in the household together, raising a kid together. Or, or they both get, like, the option to take up to three years, but, like, is it based on the date that the baby's born and, like, either parent can take as much time off until the baby's ex age? I'd have to review the science behind it and how like important at what times is important for the mother to be around the development of the child and when and i know that early childhood is the most important for example my mom is a breadwinner in my family Mm. my dad isn't even really working anymore so my dad spent a lot of my time raising me and i've been at a psychologist a therapist for like three years trying to Fix and patch all the deficits, the lack of mothering, particularly from my mother, because she didn't raise me and it caused like me to have zero stress tolerance. That's a link, because like I said, how the, our mothers raise us impacts our brain development do you in think early that, childhood. Do you think that there aren't cases of people who haven't been raised by their mother that, like, is it tr- true that everybody who hasn't been raised by their mother ends up with the same problems that you have? There's a higher risk factor in cases, so... Because, like, you could use that same argument to be like, that's why we shouldn't let gay people adopt, because the baby needs its mother. That is a tough one, honestly. Because, like, yes, off the arguments that I use, it's going to sound like I would say, no, they shouldn't be able to adopt. I don't know how I feel about that. I have a boot. <laughs> you have two. Uh, yes, I do. Yeah. I like your dogs. Thanks. Your other boot's cool too. Yeah. yeah is it helping? Yeah, I it, I couldn't walk before without it. So I mean, it was like actually necessary because I re-injured it, and then it was like the recovery was not going the same. Uh-oh. Like compared to last time, I could walk on it. You know, like a few hours after the injury, and then like this time, I like. I couldn't put any weight on it. I'm like, I fucked this up really bad. Yeah. Yeah. So. But now you can walk. That's awesome. But I can walk. Yeah. And I'm used to snowboarding boots. So I'm like, this is like the same thing. Really heavy and kind of annoying. (laughs) (laughs) So for the listeners out there, that was our housemate. Her foot died. (laughs) Injury. Um, okay, so now, like, this is why I'm taking <laughs> issue with your arguments. It's because, like, it sounds like you're saying, like, this is the I only sound way like to raise a kid. I like a eugenic neo-Nazi, yeah. I thought that's what you were. I thought that's what you were. Just have to clarify. Um, no, but, like, like that, the, you can use the same kind of arguments for all sorts of problematic things. I don't know. <sighs> Fuck, and that's, that's hard, because, like, based off of my train of logic, yeah, that would make me sound like I'm saying gay people shouldn't be able to adopt. 
It sounds like you do trust people at all to raise their kids, which like I totally, I totally agree with. (laughs) We can't trust people to raise their kids; they suck. But um, I don't think that like having legislation for like forcing people to be away from work and well, basically just being away from work, you can't make sure that they're in their homes and raising their kids and stuff. I I think that there are like better ways to solve that than having like a literal nanny state where like it would take a few generations but you give people like enough decent education about the the human body and like actually include you know raising a sentient life can be a big responsibility giving them a bunch of adequate birth control like making it a little bit more difficult to spit out a kid would would work better than having a bunch of laws that really dictate how a family unit should work based on a heterosexual couple. Because like you're right, you like we fuck, we need parents, we need our moms, we need our dads. Humans are useless without them, but it can't be mandated. It should be encouraged through society. <laughs> yeah, we should enable people to produce the best outcomes and not pigeonhole them into this is the only way you can have a positive outcome. Because yeah. then you discredit people that have been raised in like different situations that still have had positive outcomes. Like provide food and shelter so it takes the stress away of needing a job to like feed your family. And then I think that would help incredibly with the family unit. Somehow encourage bigger communities too because I don't know, insulated families creep me out. What do you mean by that insulated? Like an atomic family? Yeah. An atomic unit unit that doesn't have any ties to the community. Like they don't know their neighbors. Right. They don't have like church. They don't have book clubs. It's just them. They homeschool. That's no, like weird. a super atomic. I know that. Yeah. That's not like the nineteen fifties. Well, we already know that lack of community is unhealthy. Like it's not ideal for human civilization. Mm. So make it easy to like have a family and make it easy to like go to public schools that all teach basically the same stuff and have like the same level of computers and shit. Yeah, they're funded equally. Yeah, yeah. It's so unfair that, like, richer school districts get better stuff. If private school taught me anything, it was nothing. (laughs) So, in the United States, uh, school districts are funded by property tax, which means Mm. if you live somewhere that has lots of nice houses, Mm. meaning they're expensive, the schools have a bigger budget. Will be nicer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, makes sense. I also heard there's something called charter schools, which are, like... Interesting. What are those? They like? sounded really cool, but um, they they're so like poor they're, schools. They're no, they're schools? not really. They're like a way for like I don't know. they're a way for parents who have extra time, which means more privilege, to <laughs> funnel resources from like public education into private education or like semi-private education. Charter schools like can dictate which students get accepted. They mm-hmm. like the 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 name comes from their ability to create a charter on like what they're. Are you saying it's a private school? It's like it's it's close to a private school, but it uses public money. Get, yeah. So they can still. That's like, fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's that doesn't re- make it's, sense. It's even worse like private school is one thing. My parents are spinning out like twenty k a year for that when I was in high school, but you're doing that and we're everyone's paying for it. Is this a is that a, is that an American thing? To seems- exploit the lower brackets of taxpayers to pay for your 
advantage. Yeah, it's totally American. And to get away from black people. There was a boom in charter schools around the 60s. And uh, Brown versus Board of Education was like in 1954. Just weird correlation. Yeah, because you can control the guest list for the school. Yeah, you don't have to let anyone in. But you're still using public funds. It's, it's really fucked up. Oh, it's not good. So what type of people are we going to see in the private, like, the charter schools? Um, Most of them are pretty okay. They just have a bunch of harmless like, hippies. Yeah, like, what you're explaining to me makes it sound like Xavier's school for the gifted mutants or something. And, but... Yeah, because they funded. mutated like blonde hair and white, like like blue eyes. And no, this is no. <laughs> this is what I'm getting at. From a, this is like some extraordinary children are at these schools. That's that's my image. No, it's at a charter school. No, it's just a way to exclude poor kids. So it's and dumb kids. They're not. So it's they not necessarily like. High. Yeah, because there's and also retarded like, kids. There's also federal oh, also funding, right? That goes kids. into like uh, standardized testing. So during like the Bush era, they had like No Child Left Behind, which held schools accountable for like standardized testing so every year like each student takes a standardized test yeah i heard they and um, if, if they don't do well they get less funding right so they kind of so a charter school so a charter school can say we'll only take the smartest the best kids right mm-hmm. and in that way reinforce the, the funding we get because we can be exclusionary and the poor schools where like anybody whose parents like don't have enough money or enough time to be invested to get them to like the right school like, just don't give a fuck, whatever. Those schools, they are stuck with the dumb kids, so they get less funding, and they're usually in poor areas, so they get less funding. That makes that sense. Area. Take the kids that need more educating and give them less money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how, that's how we do it That's here. logical. That's how we do it in the States. And you that's do that logical. for, like, you know, you do that for, like, 20, 30, 40 years, and then you get uh, Trump, so... I heard there was a win for the, um, the L.A. school strike, the oh, teacher's strike. Really? What happened? Uh, um, they're getting... Class reductions oh, yeah. of four students per class, which doesn't seem like too much since that goes down to thirty six. But it's supposed to bring down the average. And um, that's forty. A yeah, that's what I heard from NPR. Holy fuck! That's and gross. Uh, a six percent pay raise. No extra counselors or nurses. I don't remember. I was listening to the radio and I said other stuff. That's interesting. I mean, they're kind of fucked because, like, we don't fund them. Yeah. Too bad we can't take from the military. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, it doesn't matter. Who, too bad we can't fucking charge people appropriate taxes for their property. And fucking oh, my God. <laughs> like, all the property taxes are set for, like, whatever the house was bought for. So if somebody bought a house for, like, 19 fucking 72 price, their property tax is relative to the price they paid at that time and not relative to the value of the property now. Which makes it so that, like... Old, rich, white people that bought houses right. back in the 60s don't really have to pay their fair share for having property in California. Whereas, like, a newer couple, like, a millennial couple mm. that buys a house is paying up-the-ass taxes. Yep. And, uh, and you know, but, like, millennials, they're, they're just complaining really loud. Fucking idiot baby boomers. <laughs> Get everything handy. Yo, America's turned. fucked up. Yeah, I'm sorry, it's beautiful hair, but America's fucked up. America doesn't care about its people. It's just run by a bunch of billionaires who want to make billions more money. It can't last forever. Like, what's really (laughs) crazy, too, is that the country's fucking massive, and it's like, even after all this, and at the end of the day, 50% of it voted for Trump. We're massively uneducated. 
No, fifty percent did not vote for Trump. Okay, no, no, I know, I know. It was, <laughs> it was like forty-two or something. I know, but you know what I'm saying. This is still, like and that's just a, a that's very not even large numbers. That's just the people who voted. We don't have big turnouts. Yeah, what's the percent of the population that actually votes? I don't know. It's not much. I think it was like less than twenty-five percent. People, come on. Well, Sorry, that's what Americans. happens when you defund education. What, the people just don't go out and vote? Why would they know to? Keep Voting. Come here. Yes? No. Cross on this box? Or but you'd have to understand that there's like an importance to that. I know. Yeah, I know. There's... It's a people big feel like, like civic duty and civic responsibility isn't something that's like promoted as a value in this country anymore. Really? Okay. Yeah, like, well, I'm depressed now. I think I'll take the now, next plane. Now, I'll now take, yeah, right. Take me home to Canada. <laughs> I want to go to a civilized country where people are just dying for fun. And uh, frostbite and like... like uh, Is it like negative 18 degrees when you go there? Yeah, if you um, stand outside for more than 10 minutes without a coat, you'll get frostbite and maybe die. Yeah, I'd much rather so live ten, here, a, ten minute average. But hold on, to be fair, cat like the the coolest thing about the United States is the states. Like California is kicking ass. California is fucking beautiful. Oh well California is wonderful. We're yeah. trying. We're trying our darndest. Like one of the things that Gavin Newsom wants to do is do like a single payer health care. Like instead of doing, you know, a universal health care with the federal government, he wants to do a universal California health care where everybody in California has coverage and since we're a larger economy than france or great britain we have the economic like power to negotiate with pharmaceutical companies healthcare providers like it's completely feasible because countries that are smaller than us by gdp have done it so it's like it's yeah, not a money thing. we could just be like fuck you usa we'll do it ourselves uh and we've done that with other things like california was the first state so you want a separate state you no, are state. we you are Quebec. No. We are our own state. You, you know the thing with Quebec. No, because we don't care about Canada. So Quebec is a wonderful <laughs> place. I'm sure it's, it is. it's not though because we want to be disconnected from them. Oh, you're in Quebec. We want to be disconnected from them, as in from Quebec. The rest of Canada wants to fuck away from Quebec, even though it's in our country as like a state, as a province. Okay. Because they're just French. No one likes them. <laughs> That's actually the truth. They're just French. We don't like them. So, Speak the language, Quebec. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's basically the fucking Mexico of Canada. It's a different... Wait, what? It's not a different... It's a literally not a different country. They speak a different language. That's all that matters. Exactly. Uh, are they I a see. different color? Or are you all Speak white? Speak fucking Canadian. Canadian. Well, you know, aren't like the Creole people from like in Louisiana yeah, from they're Canada? Yeah, they're the oh, uh, really? French Canadians. Yeah, they're like French Canadians who like. I thought they were Haitian because the Haitians were French. I love them too. No, they're they're, they're everyone like, fucked everyone. But that the Creole language is like a French language, and the the reason for it, I think, and this might, like when, like that that part of Canada was given over to like the British or whatever, mm-hmm. they were like, "Fuck the Brits, we're moving." And they moved oh. to Louisiana, which is, like, owned by the French still. I didn't know that. So all these, like, fur, French fur trappers. So they're not just, it. no, they're not just French. They're Quebecois. Well, I don't think it was Quebec back then. 
No, Quebec has been around before. Okay, I don't know this for sure, but I think it's older than Canada as a uh, develop. Okay. I think the French settled mm. there before the Brits. Well, I'm not saying that they didn't. Was older. I'm saying that when the political authority transferred to the British, there was French people up there who were like, "Fuck this, let's move down to Louisiana," because that was still named after King Louis and was still owned by the French government, the monarchy. Yeah, when was the Louisiana Purchase? Like 1812. Uh, I don't know. It, yeah, I think it was 1800s, and that gave them territory all the way to Oregon. They gave, I guess, us territory all the way to Oregon. <laughs> us. I was gonna, I was gonna, I'm gonna go back to sucking California's dick for a little bit. Um, we produce all of the good food. Yeah, all like the food for the U.S. Fruits. Yeah, like right outside. Um, she was like eating kumquats. Like, oh, they're really good. <laughs> <laughs> they are good. They're, so they're just coming nice. in. Uh, I really appreciate but it. But two of the three major ports, so like all like in the United States at least, all like uh, Asian imports, two thirds of them come through the u.s the other big ports in seattle but like there's the port of um well i think the big one is the port of long beach Mm -hmm. that gets like the lion's share of asian imports and then if we were to put like that they come in and they get they get taxed by the u.s government but if like the california government decided to put its own tax on it we could fuck up the rest of the continental U.S.'s day. Oh my goodness. Economically. Because all the in and out Do comes it. through our port. Do it. And then make everything better. But we don't really need to because like we, like we are the first, like California as a state ratified a, a climate treaty, the Kyoto one, with that, and it was the first time in U.S. history that a state signed an international treaty on its own without the federal government signing. That was under a Republican governor, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's why the the talk of California becoming, like, its own sovereign nation isn't totally crazy. Because people would recognize it. Like, we've got huge brand clout. But also, I think that the United States and California are, like, wealthy thanks to one another. Not in spite of one another. So it wouldn't really be the best move. No, I'm not saying secession is good. But what I am saying is that, like... Oh, the nation doesn't want to do single payer health care? That's cool. We'll do it. Yeah, we can be the, the forerunners again. California's always doing shit again? like that. Well, we well, still are. So, like, um, all the like emission standards in the United States, the reason like cars have to meet emission standards mm-hmm. is because California set emission standards Good back in the y'all. 70s. We're like, we're like the Germany of like the United States. We're trying. Meaning, like, we put forward all the environmental legislation and because it's easier to do trade as that union instead of in individual groups corporations adapt to like the lowest common denominator which is like oh if we keep california happy then like that's that covers it for the rest of the u.s so like if you're going to build a car and sell in the u.s you don't want to have like two production lines one to produce a car for like the continental u.s and one to produce for california you just want to have like one production line because that saves costs so build your production line to fit california's needs and you can sell that car across the United States. Oh, that makes sense. Otherwise, it would be like this quagmire of like legal shit to build. And cars. Ford 150 explosions. No, it wasn't the 150. The hell what? No, no, no. Didn't you hear about their force case studies of uh, what they did and like 
I think it was like the 30s or the 40s because like um, safety standards and all the standards they had for mass car production and Ford was like the biggest company I think at the time Mm -hmm. like North American company is that they knowingly fucked up and overproduced all these cars like mass produced these cars that were killing people they were exploding and all this other shit the point is is that most people ended up dead and it was cheaper for them to pay the families of the people that you know it was like a it was like a game of like Minecraft or whatever. I don't know, whatever that game is where like you're kind of randomly well, I just randomly press things and I'm like you'll hit a bomb at some point or something and it'll just explode. It's, it's a game of chance, Russian roulette, whatever. Minesweeper, is that the one? Minesweeper. Yeah. Okay. And okay. I hate that game. Okay, but that's what happened. That's what happened with these cars. Well, so that's still what happens. That's how recalls work. There's a character in a... So people, they know that they're like, yeah, fucking they're, up production. Like Chuck Palahniuk, oh. uh, like Edward Norton, that character, that's what his job is, right? He's like to figure out like at what point a company needs to issue a recall oh my God. versus like can keep oh like, my letting God. people die. Are you serious? They still do that? Yes. That's so unethical. Welcome to corporation and capitalism and conservatism. But you don't want corporations to make money and create jobs for people like what do you think regulations are but i'm i'm saying the regulations are important but i'm saying that it shouldn't be a question about uh at when should we recall should be like shit we need to recall well that's why we have to regulate because as long as there's a board whose only interest is like per share profits right the question isn't going to be what is right the question is going to be what is profitable jesus christ that's how the world works i didn't know it was that bad so in terms of recalls and people blowing up from a car that means that well, no they might not any, blow up but like the prius any... brake might not work or like the gm airbag might like put glass shards out there you know like driving your own risk that's fucked up but it's though. not just the car like right. this is literally how the world i works. know like like that's how corporations operate that's capitalism. That's what it does. I did not know it was that bad. Well, yeah, because they also fund education. So you've been educated to learn that capitalism is good. Jesus Christ. It drives uh, innovation. I need a drink. Cheers to mind-shattering uh, world expectations Jeez. being destroyed. Well, I'm going to go back to Canada, which is slightly socialist, apparently, and cry a little bit. Apparently. Mm-hmm. Your country sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be here than many other places. Oh, yeah. Like, this country sucks for most people. I'm very We're both well-employed and have good insurance. Like, I got a $400 pair, like, dollar pair of sunglasses for 100 bucks, and I got another... $300 pair of sunglasses for like free and it's because I have a job that pays well like I make three times more I think than like the average income like it you know if you've got money America's a great fucking place but, yeah if you've got money but yeah. if you're like trying to raise a family on average <clears throat> salary or minimum wage yeah like I meet you're people fucked I meet people, like, you know, I talk to them online and stuff that are, like, in different states and they're making, like, you know, seven eighty or, like, $8 an hour. 
they've got kids and i'm just like what the sorry seven or eight dollars yeah an hour minimum federal wage i think it's 780 i think so so then what the fuck was this like in and out like entry level job that was 14 dollars an hour a good job it's a good job we could be doing the same job somewhere else and you're getting seven eighty i don't understand well in and out like so corporations also realize that like social change happens so if you want to be a corporations that people like that are like woke or whatever or just regular people have positive associations with you go look at us we pay our workers a living wage and then people don't feel bad spending money at your location because they go that's a good company that's like also a form of marketing and branding yeah, like Costco is supposed to treat their employees really they well. They do. They do. And like pay them a, I don't know if it's a living wage. I don't think so. It's hard, bro. Like I, it was skewed ideas. It's, yeah. it's just expensive here. Yeah. <laughs> I know in Canada that like uh, minimum wage is fifteen dollars Canadian, and um, so it's like five dollars American. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no, but listen, listen. Okay. They're getting paid like the same uh, would be the minimum wage jobs there, but it starts at 20. 20 an hour. What does? Costco? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, they're a good company. Yeah. Yeah. So, like. I, I just want to know But our standards are very low. Yeah. Like, Walmart employees are mostly on food stamps because for some reason the government should subsidize Walmart. Sorry, what are food stamps? Food stamps. Oh. It's a government program where you trade the stamps for food. But it's like, it's a card now. Like, I, I kind of knew that, but I wanted to hear you say that. Yeah. Because it's a little... Like, uh, if, you, if, you make, if you don't make enough money to suppress the poverty line, which minimum wage is not enough money if you're working full-time to suppress the poverty line as a, in relation to the standard of living, then you're eligible for food stamps, which means that all the rest of the taxpayers get to buy you food because your employer doesn't want to pay you a fair wage for you to live. Mm-hmm. I think it's like an EBT card in most places. Yeah. So we don't have regulations on, or sorry, you guys don't have regulations on... Uh, no, because uh, you can't put regulations on corporations. That would be, like, that'd be horrible. But for some reason, we still have a minimum wage. Should be a living wage. Yeah, it's, no, it's really stupid. It's because we have these things called lobbyists. And they make lots and lots and lots of money. For the corporations and for themselves. Mm-hmm. And for the politicians. Who make more money for the corporations through their legislation. Keeping their taxes nice and low. So then the only way to actually affect change is like having mass political will, which has happened in the past. It's like how the civil rights movement happened. And why have you guys done that? Trying. I mean, they have. There, there's been changes. Like, um, if you look at like post Occupy Wall Street, the the conversation has shifted to a living wage. Like that. That's something that's in political mm-hmm. discourse, and more and more companies are going for it. Like Amazon, Jeff Bezos uh, announced, I think, like a fifteen dollar an hour minimum for mm-hmm. his workers, because public opinion shifted. So another part of it, like. Like, what's happening is there's less and less political, like, in the traditional sense, power for the people in the country, but there's more and more social power as social media has expanded. So, because social media has expanded and we're able to engage with corporations directly, now our perception of them 
can be broadcasted and, and, and people collectively can show when they agree with an opinion. Like if I text like Jeff Bezos sucks, you should pay a fair wage and it gets retweeted like millions of times. Then mm. Jeff Bezos knows like, Oh shit, that opinion is bad for my company. Mm-hmm. I am now shamed into paying my workers a fair wage. And when Bernie Sanders mm. or other political figures jump on the bandwagon and go, yeah, let's like, let's retweet this and get other people in there. So it's like, even though the mechanisms of democracy are eroding, the ways in which we hold leverage over powers that traditionally mm-hmm. have had a lot more autonomy than, like, like the soft power of the people is growing, whereas the hard power is diminishing, if that makes sense. Yeah, and since there is, like, that social shift, hopefully it can change into a more legislative shift. And that's what happens when we elect people like, you know, Cortez or Ortez? Ortiz? What's her name? Oh, Casia Cortez. Cortez, yeah. Because, like, it's cool when corporations do stuff that is, like, ethical. Like how um, Lyft was offering free rides to polling places. Mm-hmm. Like, that's good. But I don't think that that's how our system should operate. We shouldn't be, like, at the mercy of private corporations. Yeah. And their goodwill. Which is like, it seems like that's kind of a tenet of capitalism, charity. Like, oh no, you're going to have really, really wealthy people. Oh, philanthropy? Yeah, exactly. Like, we're going to fucking want to give back. We're going to fix it like one Yeah. Yeah, I love that. That's an interesting point. It's like, um, because then, like, the what happened with Lyft recently that pissed everybody off, like, where they were, like, putting money against legislation for building homeless housing in san francisco yeah so then people like reversed it because like i even like me personally when i'm in the united states i use lyft mm-hmm. and i only use uber if i'm in a country that doesn't have lyft because i'm like oh lyft treats its people better lyft oh. isn't gonna rape me yeah i don't think about that because oh. um, <laughs> i've got a penis oh hey male rape is a thing but prove it Anyways, <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. But then, you know, and I also verify this talking to, like, Lyft and Uber drivers. I'm like, oh, like, tell Because a lot of them do both. Recently, it's been more one or the other, but before they used to do both. And I would, like, kind of do, like, put on my UX researcher hat and, like, start talking to them. Like, oh, like, what do you like about this one? What do you dislike about that one? Like, what's going on with, like, what's the positive? What do you hate about your job? And for the most part, they would also reiterate what my assumptions were, which is that, like, Lyft treats their employees better. So I should, even though Lyft might cost me an extra dollar or two, go with Lyft because what the fuck is a dollar or two? Mm. Yeah, it's still cheaper than a cab. And if you're hearing from the workers that they like how they're treated better or, like, if they're getting more of the fare or whatever. Mm -hmm. Well, for a while, Uber wasn't. So then, wait, 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 wait a second. Uh-huh. Like, if you're paying more for Lyft, so but like, wouldn't people want to work for Lyft more then? Yeah. Like, isn't it more popular than Uber right now? No, Uber became more popular because. Is it Uber cheaper? Uber's cheaper, yeah, cheaper so cheaper it has more people using it. Oh. So if you want to actually get a ride, like there's people willing to pay twelve dollars for a ride instead of fourteen, and if nobody's because I heard I heard Lyft was cheaper. Really? Yeah. 
That's why I'm confused right now. Maybe it changed. I don't know. Okay. I mean, I don't really use either, except when I'm, like, traveling for work, but... I do use it to get from like the airport. Because if it's cheaper too, then yeah, I'm definitely gonna be using it up a lot more. I just use. But I also, I also, I didn't know though that it was treating its workers better. Apparently. Well, for a while, Uber that. didn't let you tip the workers, where like Lyft did, mm. and just that says a lot about the company culture, where they're like letting you pay more money if you want right. to. Huh. Yeah. So we had a crash course in what, and like. Uh, we went from America. gender equality, and we actually never dug into, like, why I think gender roles are stupid and we should just, like, not pay attention to them. Yeah, no, not really. That and could we, go on quite a while. And we never got into, like, why you want to keep them. And I didn't say I want to keep them as in, like, keep everything the way it is. I believe in progression, but I think... And moderate progression and like w- like wise progression like I don't think we should just do fuck all like I think there's methodology behind it where we can combine <laughs> discretion of, and ethics with science it shouldn't like, just be about the ethical argument people should be like holistically approaching it from like a scientific basis like for example but hold on a sec like what is like, it just about ethics like that's sorry like the like approaching legislation and social issues from a scientific basis is already flawed because like the people enacting like the people that construct studies mm-hmm. the people that construct like a hypothesis mm-hmm. they're already coming at it with their own biases yeah i know science is biased wait, whoa, but... but that's mostly dominated by the same types of people so, like, using that as justification for legislation, I, I think, is kind of weird. Like, in in UX, we, we do a lot of research and we talk about bias a lot. Okay. And we acknowledge that, like, hey, if we have the same types of people, the same looking people doing the UX, then we're limiting our ability to understand our users because they're going to bring their inherent biases to it and it's been right. proven. So right. you saying like you taking science as like this fundamental universal truth that we should start basing legislation on is already flawed because the body of science has been like a whole bunch of old white men proposing and proving their hypotheses upon the world. Like the so scientific the method ba- is not the, neutral. The basis of science is. I'm saying basis of everything is is yes because of who's enacted it, not because of the methodologies, like. Scientific method is a methodology that if everybody, like, if yeah. if the body of scientists out there doing work was, like, mimicked the, how the population looked, that'd be a lot more comfortable for me to say, like, oh, science is a fundamental truth. But, like, you can use a scientific method but to sci- prove your... Scienti- yeah, the scientific method is empirical. I know what empiricism is. It's just, yeah, so what but, is but that? But it still what, depends what on... Is, how does... I, I'm not understanding how... Because if you're like, if, where, if where one does the male influence in, into in the scientific the ones basis? The yeah, but like, how is it? How does because that have anything the only to do with gender? Hypotheses. But how does that have anything to do with gender? Be- literally, because, because they're the only ones representing the questions. The hypotheses is the bias. Like okay, but how does that affect things like chemistry? Or but we're not just talking <laughs> about you're talking about social issues that are proven in a certain way. Okay, so social sciences. That's what we're. T- Talking about that you're proving with like social studies, 
right? Okay, yeah, I think social sciences, but they're different from the hard sciences, like math, chemistry. Right, but I have to... Gender has no impact on those sciences. I don't think... I think it does. Why? Because if you're the one defining the question, you're the one defining the knowledge. Like the baseline, baseline. Yeah, like if you don't have a re- if you don't have equal representation and who puts forward questions to the scientific method, you're only answering questions for a small subset of the population, and their interests, because of bias, are inherently part of the outcome. Okay, can you give me examples then? Yes. Uh, so, like, if all your scientists are anti-Semites or eugenicists or white waspy males, they can put forward hypotheses that then they'll de- define the criteria for proof, and you can have a body of work that proves your social view using the scientific method. Like, okay, you're, that's you're... <laughs> that's just explaining your point, but like, can you use like an example of like a pe- like a science piece of science we have? You want like... me to cite like a specific study? Like, I won't be able to do that off the top of my head. Phrenology was an entire like sect of science for decades, and that was completely based on white supremacism. Study of the shape of the skull it has nothing to do with anything, but it was like a big deal. In... Victorian age. Oh, isn't that the one they're saying like uh, like African skulls are different than? Yeah, it was. Therefore, therefore, science that was based more in stupid. in just white supremacy. And people will still like refer to it, but people are idiots. No, but I'm saying like hard sciences. Like people, <clears throat> men discovered. I'm pretty sure it was men that mapped a lot of anatomy in the body. Yeah, like, they like cutting. What? Like straight white dudes love cutting people up. <laughs> I think most serial killers are straight white dudes. <laughs> and yeah. animals. Jesus. <laughs> okay, that's no. Rene Descartes. He loved that <laughs> shit. He loved that shit. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> he did. I wonder what's in here. Yes. Better keep this animal alive while I cut it up. Don't worry. I am a philosopher and a For scientist. For science! <laughs> My only point is that, like, if you come to science, or if you come to any discipline, you're going to bring your bias. And if a discipline is dominated primarily by one archetype of person, like, it cannot be neutral and it can't be representative. Because in order for representation of the whole world to exist... So you're you know, asking for affirmative action. No, I'm not asking for that. I'm you demanding it. No, no. In I'm, science? I'm not even demanding it. I'm just saying that, like, you have to acknowledge as a person that has a brain that biases come into everything, including people who make science, using the scientific method because they're defining the parameters of questions that they put forward. If you get to define the questions you put forward, you get to define the questions that get answered by the body of work. Like, you're creating the body of knowledge because of the things that you are interested in. You, like, decided the parameters of the discipline. Yeah, like, if all scientists were Mexican, we'd probably have a lot more studies on the chupacabra out there, right? Like, that's a joke, but what I'm, like, what I'm trying to get at is, like, 
you get to decide the direction that science goes as a collective. And if it's not representative of the whole population, it's one point of view that gets dominated in the body of work. I, I think and that's definitely pretty... shouldn't be used solely as a mechanism for creating legislation. Science is super duper important, and I trust it. Yeah, me too. I um, absolutely believe in science. I don't want to go off on that. But when we're like trying to make legislative decisions, uh, ethics takes scientific studies into account. And science takes ethics into account. I know, account it's not, really. it, should, it shouldn't be isolated. I just uh, I I always knew there's biases in science, but I don't think of science as a whole being completely flawed from the get go. Yeah, it's all dead white dudes, and it's all all what they cared about. A lot of it is. Dead. Well, I mean, like, so I'm gonna go back to user experience, which is which is what I'm familiar with. If I'm designing an app for, like, let's say, pregnant women, like, I won't find a bunch of other dudes and talk to them about what we should build, even though, like, I can guarantee you, our engineers are gonna be a bunch of straight dudes. As a user experience professional, my responsibility would be to go find target users and I'd find out, okay, like, what's the demographic of the people that are going to be using this app and talk to them about what their needs are to understand that solution. And so, like, user experience, one thing I like about it is that it's a very, like, it's actually pretty humble. You're like, I don't know anything. I need to rely on the target user to tell me what their needs are in order to make design, design decisions. Like, traditional digital designers, product designers are like, I'm the designer, I'm the auteur, I'm the director. I'm going to come in and create this thing that these people want that they don't know they want. What UX, the, the premise of UX is to say that like your target user knows their own needs better than you do, you fucking moron. That should be a no-duh. So if a corporation wants to make an app that's useful to, for a target audience, you have to talk to them. But... I forgot what my point was. Oh, that through that conversation, we let our users, a good, I mean, our company, I don't know if they do it that well, but good companies target their user, learn from their user, and let their user direct their product development because they acknowledge that, like, hey, I'm not building from my perspective, I'm building for theirs. Wait a second, who's using this product? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it seems so simple. Give people what they want. Not everything. And trust people to be the expert in their own life rather than you. Like, it's, it seems so fucking obvious. Like, oh, other people might know more about themselves than I do. Like, holy shit. And then, what about those Meyer Briggs personality tests? Oh, well, they still There's 16 they, types. But they, 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 <laughs> There's I mean, 16. Pick one. Those questions are nuts. <laughs> There's like no middle ground, it's all complete extremes. We should make, like, an are you a rapist personality test. It's like, do you even put your penis in people without asking? Sometimes. Sometimes, maybe. Never. N.A. Oh, my God. You know, guys, this is half of my degree. My psychology degree was doing inventory tests. I thought that was going to go a different direction. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to talk about raping Me people Me too. Yep. I've raped people. <laughs> <laughs> that was half my degree. Women can rape people too, damn it. Well, they can. Male rape is a thing, guys. Male yeah. rape is real and it exists. It usually certain, happens for other dudes. The penis is hard, dudes, but the but... feeling is, is soft. And it's heartbreaking. 
Yeah, the brand new has a song about it. One song. One song. Yeah. <laughs> male. Oh, you're talking about that kind of male rape. I thought you were like talking about male rape, like the people who are raping, not the people who are being raped. I mean, there's both, right? You're talking about like hetero male rape, because there's like also male rape of the homosexual persuasion. There's males being raped. That's the point. Males can be raped by anything. Anyone can be raped by anything. It's a hard penis is not necessarily a soft heart. Yeah, an erection's not consent. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't know what the soft heart is. Wait, wait, what's that mean? Just because he's hard, it doesn't mean he loves you. Well, that's just proof from like having sex with people that you hate. Oh no, your dick is hard. Your heart's soft. The heart is soft, but the dick is hard. I don't understand what that's supposed to be. You can have a hard on, but not be consenting to sex, right? But I don't get why, like a soft heart, like a hard heart, means you consent. Uh, you. My heart is so hard right now. Let's do this. Like, what does that mean? You don't know anything about poetry or love or fucking. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was uh, hanging out with this girl who told me I don't know anything about anything because you're supposed to lie to everybody who's not your boyfriend. <laughs> And you're supposed to... You know to... about friendship. You lie to your friends. Yeah, you gotta lie to your friends. You gotta lie to the boy you want to date. You gotta try to fuck his friend, because that's oh, a good that's idea. That's how you make friends. Yeah. Oh, how do I make friends? Well, I've got a vagina. Maybe I fuck people. Get in this room. <laughs> that's so dumb. Oh. Oh, that's one unfortunate girl. Wouldn't know. He wouldn't know. <laughs> Oh, no. Don't know who you're talking about. Nope. Um, okay, so today, sorry. So today, uh, like, she grabbed my phone and handed it to me, but it had a notification from you on it, and, like, she could see, like, I when she handed it to me, the screen was on, so I was like, why? I don't know. You were saying, so, um, so we, we had a conversation. We paused this. We, we just got back. We have a conversation. So, like, um, I was recently rom- romantically-ish involved with this girl. Yeah, it was pretty romantic. Romantically-ish? You were dating this girl. <laughs> yeah, we were entangled, but I, w- I didn't give her the title of boyfriend, and she resented me for that, so she yeah, acted out by, like... Boyfriend? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it sounds You would give her the title of girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, I didn't give her... Sorry, I didn't give her the title you of being whatever boyfriend. whatever she wants, okay? <laughs> Let's set that straight. Well, Let's like, straight... Yeah. You know what the stupid thing is? If, like, if she wouldn't have rocked the boat, she'd still have me, like, exclusively with her. Like, I wasn't fucking other people. I wasn't trying to fuck other people. The moment we stopped, like, being a thing, I had offers from, like, three to four other people that are, like, some of them are still on the table. It's like, I don't need, like, I don't, it's not hard for me to get sex. So that's not why I'm still with you. I actually liked you as a person. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, never mind. I guess I don't. Like, you're a fucking idiot. But, um, you were gonna say something. That she started following you or something? Right. Well, I don't know. So, Delilah. We don't know for sure. But I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. Because there is similarity. I'm really good with, like, word type algorithms. So, there's, there's just something I deduced to the username that matched up with the themes... And the words and, you know, 
like jeepies, weepies. And if you see the word jeepie and then heepie, there's a lot of similarities in that when you just change one letter. Okay. Right? So you saw like a username that looked like her. Yeah, yeah. Account. I saw similarities in this account, her although there was Delilah, by the way, if you want. Yeah, in, in Delilah's account. Um, you know, once again, I'm not I'm not Albert Einstein, but really, you know, get out of my house. You've lied to me for years. What? I'm sorry. I have one gray hair coming in though. Is that sufficient? Uh, are you sure it's just one? I know how to look at a number and say a three is a three. Me, me too. Me is too. that a skill? <laughs> I, think like, I, think like, I think like four-year-olds can do that. Like you, you're I've been doing it since I was four. It's all it takes in America. So uh, so she started following you and it was... Okay, so we don't know for sure, but I'm saying that there were similarities, okay? And I deduced that like even though there was no picture and there's just... A zero zero and then following one person which was me and viewing all of my stories because that's really all I can that's all I can track really who's viewing my stories yeah There's some apps that show that like who viewed your post who viewed your profile but the algorithms aren't great with them especially depending on the app but we always know who viewed our stories uh-huh. this Heepies, jeepies, whatever this account was that I'm talking about has been viewing all my stories to the point I was like, that's a little weird that some person with one following following me is viewing all my stories. So we, we, I did, me, myself, and I, we did a nice little walk of that account. Good thinking. That's weird. That's really weird. Yeah, it seems a little weird. Well, she, like, I thought it was weird when she, um, like, one time she unlocked my phone while we were hanging out and I was like what? she's like oh yeah cause like I'll tell people like I'll like give people my password because when people give me their password it's like usually cause they need me to open something while they're driving and I forget about it because like that's their private fucking thing why would I commit that mm-hmm. to memory? Mm-hmm. like I actively am like nope like just do it and forget yeah. about it um, whereas like she opened my phone and I was like huh and then when I changed my password, she commented on that how I changed my password. That's weird. And I was like, you're, you don't trust anyone. But, like, I get why she doesn't trust anyone now, because she's, like, too busy lying and fucking she people. She's <laughs> Like, no shit. She, like, she probably thinks everybody is just as shitty and horrible as she is. You should only be unlocking someone's phone if they ask you. Like, there's really no other reason. Like I, I like I still fundamentally trust people. I would not imagine going through life being like this weird solitary person who like can't keep friends and like is like depressed and crazy and has to follow like In girls. psychology we call this a borderline personality disorder. That's what my therapist said. <laughs> my therapist is like, This girl sounds borderline, borderline. personality to me. And I was like, what's that mean? She's like, well... A cluster B personality disorder that intersects with narcissistic personalities, histrionic, a.k.a. attention-seeking personalities, and antisocial personality disorder, which is another nice fancy word for sociopaths. Oh. Uh, I don't think she's the last one, but I think the no, first well, the thing, sense. What borderline is is a combination of all of them. So, oh. Like, speaking in terms of... Uh, clinical diagnoses it means that automatically that's in there so 
um, she could have one trait of that, which is superficial charm and a manipulation, lack of empathy. Yeah. Yeah, that's empty. Her lack of empathy was like shown to me when she would do things like leave her plate on the table for days. <laughs> Are you sure that's not just she's fucking retarded <laughs> and like blind and can't smell or something? Like. Sure no, like at our, like she come over to our house and like Sarah would have she to clean up after her. She would leave messes everywhere. Like every other girl I've ever dated. Was she like, raised in a jungle? Like was she not like honestly? Okay, have we heard of Ro- like Romulus and Remus? Is that it? The two the founders of Rome. Yes. That, that were raised by wolves and yeah. not like an actual mother. Is that what this person is? Like were they raised by animals? No, I think they just don't care about other people's effort or like I don't think they understand that other people are like actually people. Just does just didn't re- register. Because what it sounds like is this person was raised by animals and like that the first question I'd be asking is like did they even have like a parent or adult figure that like explain to them that these types of things shouldn't be done. Or they just don't I think care. That is actually now. All right, there we go. Um, Another one answered. Well, like, I mean, the first like red flag was obviously how she treated like her ex, who she said she was like was her best friend, and like within a couple of weeks of talking to me, they had like broken up and she was fucking me, and I was like, this isn't good. Like, and it was we call that a rebound. Well, like. Whoosh, well, like, for me, she was like, well, this relationship hasn't been working for, like, a year or something. And I was like, um, then why didn't you end it? Like, you just wanted the safety of having him around until you found somebody else to fuck. And then you, like, once you had somebody else to fuck, me, you were comfortable being like, okay, now I'm comfortable shaking this boat because I've got something else to go to. And that's, like, literally what happened to me. Like, she was comfortable with, like, me being there. Like, this is the dumb thing. She wanted me to be her boyfriend. I'm putting that in quotes because I was like, no. But I was like, I built a place for her in my life. Like, I built that computer over there so that I she could fucking... literally fuck... built a place. Yeah, like, she, like, she could <laughs> fucking... Shit. She was here, like, four or five days a week. She was playing the computer. Like, I wasn't fucking other people. I Like, I had opportunities to, and I didn't take them because I was like, no, this person's cool. I want to engage with them and hang out with them. And, like, so, like, operationally and functionally, she had all the trappings of, like, a monogamous relationship with me. It was everything except for the words boyfriend and girlfriend, basically. And, like, you guys spent all of your time together, so when would you have been able to go and fuck someone else? I don't know. While she was doing it, I guess. <laughs> like, well, she had to go feed her animals when they didn't die. It was just so crazy. Like, she'd get jealous when I talked to, like, other people on the phone... Or like, if I was texting another person with a female name, she'd get, like, upset. Just, oh, God. But, and then, and then she'd be like, oh, what do you want? Should I just fucking leave? Like, what should I do? And I was like, I what's What's this thing? We always, like, accuse people of the shit that we're basically doing, right? Well, yeah. And I mean, like, hindsight, yeah. I'm like, No, it's, oh. like, it's like my brother and his ex-fiance that accused him of cheating on her. Yeah. Accusing him of cheating on her when she's the one that gave him chlamydia. Like, I think, I think for those people, like, once they've done that, they need to find a reason for why that was permissible. So the easiest thing is to assume that you've done it, too. That way it's, like, equal footing. Oh, I did this? Nuh-uh. I bet they did it. Yeah. The projection. Yeah, totally. Like, she was always suspicious that I was fucking other people and stuff, and I was like, I'm not. I don't know why you think that. Now I do. 
I don't know why she thinks that because like she doesn't know how to be fucking loyal. Um, <laughs> and oh, well, the other thing is I heard. Oh, oh, one of the things that was really funny. She's like, "Oh, you never considered how I was like so loyal in all my relationships. I've never cheated on a boyfriend." I'm like, "Yeah, like technically you're right, but not really because like when you had a boyfriend, you were talking to me and ramping up a relationship with me, and then you left him and fucked me." within like a week or within a couple of days like that's like even though like technically you weren't his girlfriend when you fucked me really what you did is establish yourself a safe relationship to run away to before abandoning him and leaving him on his own like when when she first did that i expected somebody way more mature that would be like hey you know what like i'm not ready for a romantic thing yet I want to take some time to work on myself and, like, process my emotions. Because I've hung out you with... You expected like, that? No. But no, no. <laughs> not from her. But I expect that from people. And if somebody wants to date me, they need to have, like, the emotional intelligence and capacity to do that before they expect me to take them seriously. Like, how about that? I wouldn't take her seriously unless she did that thing. Okay. Like, I wasn't, like, hoping well, she would Who cares? Because at the end of the day, men don't listen to you. They just care about how you look. Right, right. No, Sarah's living proof that's not right. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> I would I have, a, I have a great relationship. I don't care. Yeah, well, back me up, Sarah. That's Thank that's the thing. Much. And I'm pretty. Fuck you. Yeah, I know. You're fine. Whatever. Alright, what's up? Very, very blue. So, it was fine to you. I'm sorry. So... Um, well, that's the thing, like, you and, like, you and Wubbly... Love your eyes, I want to blind you, bitch. You and Wubbly have been, like, sort of dating for, like, almost a year now. Over a year. Over a year. And it's like, neither of you rock the boat. I bet if you started getting crazy and being like, what are we? What's going on? What's happening? I'm so insecure that I need to berate you for not telling me you love me six weeks in. Oh, he probably would have bounced. Like... Of course. I'd be, like, if, like, that's what's happening with the last two girls. They've been like, are you my boyfriend? And I'm like, one, you're really drunk. Two, why is this the time to talk about this? Like, can we talk about it while you're sober? No, because I'm not emotionally intelligent enough to have a fucking conversation while I'm sober. That's not what they said, but that's what they said with their actions. And I'm, and once somebody, like, Don't tell me if, if the only way you can communicate with me is after, like, at the bottom of the bottle, <laughs> you're not fucking ready for a real relationship. Like, that's stupid. You're a fucking idiot, and you need to go work on yourself so you can be, like, an adult and face I don't want to use my big girl words. <laughs> I'll use my big girl vagina to prove that other people value me, too. <laughs> well, that was one of her things. Like, I remember she, like, she yelled at me at the airport. Like, she got really drunk and yelled at me at the airport. She's like, this is why I'm leaving you. You're such a piece of shit. You know how many other men would love me? Like, I'm so sick of this. I'm, like... I got so many other men that would totally be with me. I'm so amazing. And I'm like, if you think you're amazing just because other people would fuck you, like, (laughs) that's not that amazing. I mean, like, I'd fuck you, sure, but I actually liked you as a person. Um, But I guess now... Distinctions. Yeah, it's like, if you derive your self-worth by, like, this other person... Oh, my God, I don't even want to get into that. So this dude, right, like... I don't know if they're still together, but, like, the last I knew they were trying to be or something. And, like, she tried to fuck one of his friends at a New Year party. And, like, 
he was like, I remember we were, like, I chatted with him because I was like, hey, dude, we should probably like compare our notes to like understand if we're both <laughs> like if she's lying to both of us still. And he started, oh. and like he, she lied to him so much too. And she was all like, oh, I really hurt him, and like I, I have to. I have to, you know, he controls, like, all my time. Like, he has to know where I am every minute of the day because that's the only way we can rebuild trust. I'm like, you're an idiot. Like, why are you even trying to rebuild trust? Like, you botched it. Hit the restart button and find somebody else. All the way. But, like, the fact that this guy would, like, be totally cool with her lying to him about me and fucking me and, and trying to fuck his friend while they're at the same party and he still wants to be with her, I'm like... Do you think that's really high quality? Like, you think this guy's worth it? Because he seems pretty desperate. Like, that seems kind of pathetic. Like, if somebody did that to me, I would never be like, yeah, let's please still be together. But that's the thing about borderlines is it all intersects. And I'm really, I really do believe she is borderline, like your therapist said. Okay? So, anyways, working from that is that, like, they're fundamentally flawed in that sense that the way they view the world, they're also going to view relationships fucked up. So, if they don't have someone completely controlling every aspect of their life that's not love is it well so what my therapist yeah yeah in their quotations a healthy relationship yeah so that's actually pretty similar to like what my therapist said my therapist was like oh like so borderline people what they'll do is they'll like idealize somebody yeah and then once it stops working out they'll flip and they'll blame that other person for everything that's a that's a nerd that's actually yeah that's a narcissistic thing it's called value devaluing objects and, and the word object is actually interchangeable with a person. Because yeah. that's how these types of people view them. So you start off by valuing them. And it's all different depending on like the person and the time frame. Could be like six months, could be a year. You know, mm. we have the honeymoon period. A lot of people know what that is. And no, they'll just didn't. like... Because they tried telling her about that. And she was like, it doesn't matter. I love you. Aww. Or whatever. She never said that. And, like, yeah, and then it all crashed down at some point. Well, yeah, I flipped on you because the honeymoon period was over. No, exactly. Like, I knew that was going to happen, and I told her that's why I wouldn't be her boyfriend. And then she did it, and I was like... You're devaluing car, bitch. Get your ass out on the side of the curb. Make me some Well, whatever. She can go, like, date this, like, Lyft driver and uh, whatever. (laughs) Like, that's... That's pretty... (laughs) That's winning. She's doing life really fucking well. I'm, like, way happier in my current position. Like, I got kind of annoyed today. But in the long run, like, I've been pretty But you're missing out on crazy person sex. Mm. But I could find that somewhere else. Do you know how many crazy people there are? (laughs) Also, like, there are, like, two... That are into him? The only girls that are into me are crazy. They're all nuts. (laughs) One that, of them. There's. It's not. Yeah, like, she's a little hot it's commodity. Like, it's like they're everywhere. It's like cheese. Like the only kind of cheeses I got are like the like the the blue cheeses and like the the smelly. It's like the really crazy intense ones are the only ones on my cheese board. Like I don't have I don't have like a, just a mild cheddar to choose from. They <laughs> taste good, but they'll give you diarrhea. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, pretty much. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> Make sure you take that No, like, advice. one girl just hit me up, and she's like, hey, you know, I'm, like, single again, and I, you know, I don't want to do this whole Tinder thing, so, like, you want to fuck? And I was like, mm, I mean, no. But maybe, I didn't say no. I was like, do you want to hang out as friends first and see where it goes? <laughs> take me out on a date. Romance me. Yeah, no, like, honestly, I don't... Convince me. I'm totally fine with casual sex, but, like, I can't do it with people I don't, like, actually like. 
that's always a hard thing. It's nice to be able to look someone in the face and not want to punch them in, you know, a non-sexual yeah. manner. Yeah. So yeah. consent to. But, um, just hooking up is weird. I don't like it. Where it's just like, it that's, some... that's all you do. He comes over, you go over there, and you bang, and that's it. I'm not a fan. Like, I want to get food and watch cartoons. Yeah. And yeah, bang a few times. With someone that has had quite a bit of casual sex. Yeah, somebody who might have AIDS. <laughs> We're working and, on or, that. I got a, a free call from Health Canada, people. Okay, free call, and I'm waiting on that. They check like the pills. best thing I've ever heard in a phone call. Oh, I might have AIDS. <laughs> well, at least I'm not like pregnant. Mercury. <laughs> yeah, it'd be way worse to be pregnant because it's not like you could fix that easily. <laughs> not here. AIDS. Well, those California. are. Listen, we get free screening anytime we want in Canada, just in case you might have those AIDS. Free screening. Free pills for the free screening. Okay, let me take that. But yeah. Uh, what else is funny? I don't know. It's been a weird few weeks since, since it all happened. It's only been like three weeks, and I feel like... Like last time I went to the therapist, she's like, how are you doing? And I'm like, I'm fucking... I'm pretty great. I'm doing good, lady. How are you? Yeah, she was like, oh, really? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, because the only way I conceptualize of, like, getting over people is, like, my past experiences. When I was, like, uh, like when I was 17 or 18, and then when I was, like, 22 to, like, 23, then when I was, like, 26. And each one of those diminished, right? Like, when I was 17 or 18, it took, like, six months. When I was, like, 22, it took, like, three months. When I was 26, it took, like, a month. And now it was, like, a week and a half, and I was, like, oh, I already feel like I'm in a way better place than I was, like, two weeks ago. Mm. Well, it's perspective and, like, what you expected from the relationship and the quality of the person. Yeah, she didn't set me with high expectations, and she proved my expectations right, which is, like, the funniest thing, because, like, I'll, I'll, like, post stuff like this, right? Like, this podcast or whatever, like, the last podcaster, I posted, like, I, I posted an image on, like, Instagram that had, like, a poem. I was like stupid and sad and like she always feels the need to respond and i'm like i don't try to dictate how you see this like i don't need your yeah. response she does respond she's like you're so full of shit i can't believe you oh! like she goes yeah, on a tirade she texted him about the podcast when it's like are you gonna this begrudge something for having psychotic. like a live journal this girl's it's, fucking psychotic like it's social media it's and we don't name no her. No offense, but no one listens Sorry, to this. Sorry, I just want to make sure, like, you're ta- talking about your therapist, and it's covered by your insurance? Yeah. So your your work covers your therapy. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even really need it, but you just kind of go out there and get it, because it seems like a good idea. Yeah. It is a good idea. Everyone should have therapy. I mean, I have a therapist. It doesn't no, seem like they're doing very well. Well, <laughs> therapist is an uh, orthodox Jew that got married at 20 years old and has it moved out of like her hometown so oh, you found somebody that really Ooh. meshes with your way of life that's important when you find apparently that's what I was referred to so that's what I represent best no wonder you hate Jewish people you should shop <laughs> <laughs> I'm safe 
this fucking idiot's telling me what to do with my life. <laughs> oh my god. Fucking Orthodox. I love the Jews and their lot case, okay? Their lot case? Wait, she said something else, like a Syrah, but how did you pronounce like the Syrahs? Shiraz? Like a wine? Oh, Shiraz. Yeah. It's a Syrah, right? No, you're thinking of Syrah. What's she talking about? Shiraz? What is she talking about? You're thinking of like S Y R A H, right? S H I R A Z. Yeah. Shiraz. Yeah, it's different. You're thinking of different things. I don't think you say easy. Shiraz. Shiraz. Phone? Shiraz? No, don't ask the Canadians here. You won't know. Alright, well. It's actually British. I'm going to go ahead and stop this uh, recording because it's been an hour and a half. This is quite the long. Uh, thing. <laughs> Have a good night, everybody. So this is Mobley, uh, Jess, and Sarah signing off. Bye.